I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin. Sports director George Faust will be in the second half of the show when he sits down with Louisiana head coach Theo Sliman. We also have the latest on volleyball and soccer, but first, let's talk football. The Cajuns switch ULM after seeing their 15-game win streak end in Houston, and unfortunately for the Cajuns, they're on a new streak, a losing streak. Louisiana fell to the Warhawks 21-17. That ends a 16-game win streak against Sunbelt West opponents. It's the first time the Cajuns have lost back-to-back -back games since 2018. The tide was turned after a bad snap of a punt. Louisiana was up 10 at that point. ULM quarterback Chandler Rogers scored from five yards out on an option to trim the lead to three. After a Cajun punt, Rogers would find Thomas Howell for an 89-yard catch and run. Two plays later, Malik Jackson would plunge in from two yards out to put ULM up for good. Cajun coach Michael Desermo. Yeah, I felt like we were pressing a little bit, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball instead of just playing. I mean, when you're in a situation like this, you, you mean, there's, there's, there's a choice you got to make. You know, you either, you, either take the, you either take the easy road and you just kind of say, well, it is what it is. It's in the season we wanted, and you splinter, and you start pointing fingers and doing those things. Or, you know, you do what real teams do. And I, and I believe that this team, you know, you see it. You know, this team has the ability to go out there and really and be a good football team. Um, we just got to get out of our own way. And, you know, it's a challenge, right, is how do we respond to it? Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, Cajun soccer continues conference play. We have highlights from their contests against Georgia State and South Alabama. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. Cajun soccer is in the beginning of Sunbelt Conference play. Last week, they opened up conference play with a 1-0 defeat against Old Dominion. Louisiana was in Atlanta to face Georgia State before hosting South Alabama. We'll start with Georgia State. And this is 59 minutes in. Ruthie Matherin on the drive, getting the goal there. That hits the net. Then later on, 68 minutes into the game, Tatum Beck would, hold, would get the goal here. This was a wild game in the, the second half. It was 2-1 Louisiana. However, it would then become 2-2. The pass was attempted to be cleared. It becomes an own goal. That makes it 2-2, and that's how the game ends. Sunday, Cajun soccer faced South Alabama at home at the home bank track soccer complex. Libby Harper making the save in the first period. The game would remain scoreless until around the 48th minute. Amadi Adai gets the score for the Jaguars. That was the only score of the match. South Alabama won Louisiana nil. Cajuns host Coastal Carolina next week. Conference play is beginning for Cajun volleyball. Their first two conference matchups were against Troy. This is the first game set one. Kelsey Bennett with a kill to close that out. She had 10 kills of the game. Second set point, Louisiana Maya Wilson with the ace. Cajuns led two sets to none. Troy won the next two sets. In set five, Tori Hester puts Troy on top, and then Hester would give Troy the win. Cajuns fall there 3-2. However, 
Cajuns would respond on Friday. Maya Wilson, the tip kill there for the Cajun set one winner. And then in set two, Wilson again closing out the set for Louisiana. Match point for the, for the Cajuns. Cami Hicks would secure the sweep. Cajuns host Arkansas State next Thursday and Friday. Now, before we know it, Cajun basketball will tip off. Raging Cajuns released the non-conference schedule for men and women. Cajuns feature, the men, features home dates against Louisiana Tech, Samford, a first-round matchup against Harvard, the Asheville Championship, and road games against Texas, SMU, and Drake. Louisiana, which reached the championship game of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, will play five of its 14 scheduled home non-conference games, beginning with the season opener on November 7th against Centenary College. The women's non-conference schedule starts with a season opening home game against Houston, home date against Big 12 opponent Texas Tech in the preseason WNIT, plus dates at Texas and Auburn. Louisiana host Spring Hill College in an exhibition game on November 2nd, will play five of its 12 non-conference games at the Cajun Dome beginning November 7th with a date against Houston before heading to Texas Tech November 20th in the preseason WNIT. The road schedule will begin for Louisiana on November 11th with a date at Texas. And if you're in the mood for some raging Cajun softball, do I have some good news for you? You'll have four chances to see the team in October. And the best part? Free admission for all. These games in the fall schedule. October 8th, Louisiana will have an inter-squad scrimmage at 12.30 p.m. The next afternoon, the team will face McNeese at 1. October 14th, Northwestern comes to Lampson at 6. And the fall schedule ends Sunday at 2 p.m. against LSU Eunice on October 30th. Coming up next, Sports Director George Faust talks golf. Louisiana's golf coach, Theo Sliman. And we are back on Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Hope you're having a great evening and an even better week as we talk some raging Cajun golf here on this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, and joined by Theo Sliman. He is the head golf coach for the Raging Cajuns, the University of Louisiana. Uh, it's funny, Coach, because oh, oh, I've always gotten into debate about uh, with, with some fans of other schools about calling UL, UL, or Louisiana. So it's always funny. When I say it, they, they all hit, get at me. My buddies up in North Louisiana just putting it out there. But, yeah. uh, so University of Louisiana, Raging Cajuns, head, head golf coach Theo Sliman joined us. And Coach, uh, just uh, it's been it's been kind of an interesting uh, fall season, I guess. You got two events yeah. under your belt so far, and uh, just kind of take me through uh, those two events so far. Who's been playing well? Who who do you like? And uh, and uh, have you seen the improvement that you'd like to see at this stage of the of the season? It's been it's been a fast season so far. Yeah. And, and thanks for having me on. And I, uh, I'm with you. Um, I, I played for USL, and it changed to UL. <laughs> in the middle of that and then i graduated from ul lafayette so i love the fact that we're louisiana yeah. i think we should be um that's what we we, we that's what you see on the leaderboard that's, it. that's what you see the football game so yes uh, louisiana but no thanks for having me on george sure. and and we have it's been a fast start uh we we opened up the season a week early 
which I'm not going to say it's a mistake, but probably won't do that again, uh, just didn't have quite the time um, that, that we really wanted. And we went up to New York and we saw one player play really well, Charlie Flynn, our senior, uh, highly accomplished amateur. He, he had a top 10 finish performance, fin finished seventh, was in contention to win individually. But uh, as a collective team, we had a really, really poor final round. It really was a shock uh, to all of us. They, they, they knocked the dust off their pants, came home, and we, we went straight up north to La Tech to a huge event there where they had 23 teams. And then again, we kind of saw a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde mm -hmm. where the team as a collective group played fairly well, and then our lone senior, Charlie, who just came off of a top 10 performance, had probably not to throw him under the bus, but his worst performance in his college career, wow. which yeah. was a shock as well. So. We're trying to balance that. We're trying to figure out. Uh, there's some uh, some mindsets, um, some guys kind of pushing a little too hard, uh, trying uh, and, and getting away from the process. And I hate to sound like, you know, the the, the Nick Saban of the, of the world of process, process, process. Yeah. But a lot is to be said about that, particularly yeah. in a sport. Sometimes that works. <laughs> particularly in a sport where every shot counts. And you look at Squire Creek, where there was 23 teams. We finished right in the middle of the pack. Uh, we finished 13th at even par for the event. Well, one shot per person puts us at fifth place, and that's significant. And, and that's what we're trying to identify, and that's what we're trying to teach these, these guys uh, is, to, is to find that one shot. Uh, and we've got a very talented group, uh, very excited with we leave tomorrow for UAB. Um, got a busy fall season. Um, got some newcomers that really anxious to see get in, get in the lineup. Uh, one young man. A freshman has kind of fought uh, the COVID um, mm. deal. He, he got it, and then he's really really struggling with some energy getting back. So he's not going to get in the lineup yet, um, but, but I'm anxious for when he does. Uh, the other freshman, Milan Potgeiter, uh, Potgeiter, however you pronounce, mm -hmm. he's from South Africa, and he's, uh, he was a number, number seventh-ranked South African when we signed him. And uh, he's come in. And he he's got he's got a lot to offer, which yeah. is is going to be going to be fun to see him develop over this year, um, and hopefully hopefully the plan would be to have him follow in Eli Ortigo's footsteps, footsteps yeah. and, and and claim uh, Sun Belt Conference Freshman of the Year. It's a long ways away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's result oriented. <laughs> we need to uh, we need to stick to the process, as right. I was saying, sure. uh, of getting better every day. So uh, when you uh, look at the the. The past two trips, I mean, you go on the road, and, and, and golf's kind of interesting like that, especially in collegiate golf. You you have one tournament at home, right? I mean, that, that that's the way it's set up here. Typically, yes. Right, right, unless, I guess, you decide to have more. But Some for, some teams would do a fall event and a spring event. Gotcha. I, it, we, 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 we're the norm of, of one. Right, so, so, so is it hard for the golfers to kind of, you know, I guess get up and go? every week or every you know, whatever couple weeks that you're not playing at a course that you are familiar with is that or is that just part of the game no the the, the travel the travel wise and the and that piece of it no it's not hard on them uh, but for instance we went up to new york yeah. and you know you got you got an ortigo <laughs> you got a you got a Boudreaux, a Thibodeau, just joking. <laughs> right, but right, right. you got Louisiana-born boys playing down in the Bermuda grass, and they're thrown up north. They needed it. They needed to be exposed to different grasses, different elevations, different climate, uh, and it, it was a little bit of an adjustment period. And some adjusted nicely, 
Charlie. Charlie. He's yeah. a little more seasoned. He's played in some U.S. amateurs up on the northeast coast, so he's he's accustomed to that. Where some of our other guys, it was kind of shock and awe. They they really um, <laughs> really kind of struggled. To, to your point, adjusting to you know the, the thick two-inch bluegrass and uh, and, and whatnot, but uh, it's all part of the journey, and it, it's part of building them up and, and getting ready for the spring season. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, you've done a great job of uh, kind of recruiting kids and getting them here, and and uh, and we're going to talk about that uh, when we come back. But uh, I also want to talk to you about um, where you guys decide to play because we're going to look at their schedule, and man, there's a trip that uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> would pay to go on. I remember the basketball team took a trip to the islands as well. So well, we, Scheduling <laughs> is extremely – the two things you just mentioned. Uh, you know, scheduling and recruiting? That, that, that's, that's, that consumes a golf coach, yeah. for sure. We're going to talk more about it here in a bit as, uh, as we have uh, much more to talk about with the UL head golf coach, Theo Sliman, and we're going to do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away, we're back in 90 seconds. All right, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. We continue our conversation with UL head men's golf coach, Theo Sliman, and coach, as always, thanks for coming in, and we love talking about uh, the, uh, golf and, and getting, I haven't played a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I've played probably twice uh, since the last time we've talked, which was mm -hmm. probably uh, back uh, in last, or February, or well, we might need to get a segment out. I, we, we're gonna have to do that, like we did with course. Emily yes, back in the day. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, that would be good. That would that would be fun. I, I'll come out there and man, I, I just remember when we taught her how to golf. Uh, we we uh, she hit the ball. I, I that number one on Oakbourne. I mean, I hit it right at the elbow. I'm just <laughs> saying, it was a perfect. Shape. If did. I was playing, you did. If I was playing, I would have been like, all right, now let's go play. That might be it. I'm done. The great shot. I'm a, it's it's. I'm done. No. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to do that as uh, as maybe in the break in between seasons here. Yeah, the silly, we'll do it, call it the silly season or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that'd be fun, no doubt about it. But let's talk about the schedule. So so uh, we teased you with the recruiting and scheduling. Uh, let's start with uh, with start with scheduling and and obviously you have some tournaments coming up here. And the one I want to talk about is the one to Hawaii. And and who decides that and. Uh, can you can you get that on the on the schedule every year? Or is that well, you know, you talk <laughs> scheduling, and, and and I'll tell you, there's 330 Division One golf programs, men golf programs, right. and so you want to be inside the top 75 for postseason, and strength of schedule correlates exactly to ranking. Meaning, if you're going to play a schedule that's 180th in the country, you, you're going to have a hard time having a ranking that's uh, positioning yourself for postseason play. So every year, a huge stress and a huge time consumption is putting together a schedule. And we are very proud over the last, uh, I've been here for quite a while, yeah. we, we've always had a top 100 strength of schedule program uh, from, a, from, a, from our schedule standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, and the ranking has been teeter-tottered right around that. So um, yeah, so, so scheduling is, is it's, a, it's a major, major fact of a college golf coach. And we were very fortunate. This is going to be our sixth time going, you know, administration has really supported um, our, our trip in the fall to Hawaii. And it started, you know, six, seven years ago. I reached out to the coach there. Um, you know, he hosts about four times. And you're seeing he hosts about 20 schools each time. So you're seeing 80, the top 80 schools in the country huh. are going at right. some point or another. It's a big, tournament. it's yeah. a nice tournament. And it, it's, a, it's a big recruiting tool. 
it's a big reward. Um, it's a big motivation. Um, yes, we, we would love to have some fans join us. In fact, this year I think we, we're going to, and we have <laughs> an administrator joining us. Uh, Dr. Leger is going to join us, which is really cool. Anytime, anytime we get administration supporting the golf program and, and, and come and watch them compete. I know Dr. Maggard last spring, it's a cool story on him. You know, he's always talking how good of coaches he has, and um, he, he really is a great person that never wants to take any glory, and he pushes it to everybody else. And I, we ran into a little trouble in the spring, and uh, I, I asked Dr. Maggard if he wouldn't mind. Um, I couldn't make it to the practice round in Houston. Would he take the team? And he's like, absolutely. Give me the keys <laughs> to the van. And so Dr. Maggard hopped in the van, took the boys Saturday to Houston, had them practice around, checked them into the room. I had an obligation that I was required to be here sure. in Lafayette, too. And then the next day, Sunday, I drove into Houston, and, and he wound up coming home. But any anyway, my point is to have administrative, the, the administration support our golf program is, is greatly appreciated. And I think that's a really cool story on Dr. Maggard. And, yeah, and absolutely. Shows, I don't think there's another AD in, or director of athletics in the country that would do that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah that, that's pretty cool. Sometimes you get to see the, how the other side lives if you get to do that. Correct, you know? yeah. yeah. Hey, what's it like to be but a he, golf he, coach? But he, he's not coming on this trip. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, football's obviously. Yeah, football, yeah, yeah, football's got that. That dang football gets know, in the right. way. What but, happens? No, but, uh, but no, <laughs> scheduling is extremely important and, yeah. and recruiting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it, uh, take a quote from some other coaches. As I see a, a beard on you, and I, and I, and I <laughs> pardon me, to get I didn't head. shave this morning either. No, but uh, no shave November's coming a, up. <laughs> a, a, a coach once told me, he says, you know, recruiting is like shaving. If you stop shaving, you start looking like a bum. <laughs> if you stop recruiting, right. you're gonna look like a bum. Yeah, but uh, sure. very, very excited with what we've brought in. Uh, we, we have a small roster this year, only eight. Now, the the danger with a small roster. Uh, we have one kid that was down with COVID, so he's out for a good couple of weeks just with the energy. He, yeah, he can't get right. his energy back. Trying to get back. Yeah. And then we had a starter um, with a, with an injury in his hand that we're hoping hoping can see some action this fall. He's been he hasn't been able to swing a club in the, in the last three weeks. So when you have a small roster, it, it, it's that's the, the the fear as a coach is that you have one or two fall ill or injured you could be in a p pickle but um, but I really like our freshman class as I told you and uh, been, been on the road it's been a very busy summer spent a lot of weeks on the road have uh, really can't go into detail as you know with the NCAA yeah but, sure but have, have very pleased with some commitments for this signing period in November that we've received some verbal commitments and have one more one more spot to fill. so going to be a little aggressive throughout to the end of January with that spot, but um, it's yeah. Hopefully, so, so, we're not looking like a bum. <laughs> there you go. I'll shave too. <laughs> uh, so, we, so we've got a couple things we need to hit on as uh, as we uh, wind this uh, down. Obviously, uh, we have homecoming. Oh yes, coming up, and so that's always a, a fun event for you guys, correct? It is, and we have our um, our annual Bill Bass uh, fundraising tournament the Friday. The Friday of homecoming, which will be the last this day after a week from tomorrow, uh, the last day of September. But we have a v very honored and, and proud to uh, have a golfer go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's been a while. Sure. It's been it's been a good decade since we've put a golfer in the Hall of Fame, and uh, none other than than Louisiana's own Mike Heinen. Yeah. Uh, Mike, as you know, yeah. and you've covered him many yes. a times. Um, and, and the cool thing about it is, uh, my dad coached Mike. So huh. it's going to be really cool to bring dad uh, to, his, to his induction. 
and to have Mike uh, go into a well-deserved Hall of Fame that is overdue for him. Absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, in this interview uh, some devastating news to golf fans around here about the Louisiana Open mm. and the Corn Ferry Tour deciding uh, that uh, they, this is a, too small of a market. And uh, Danny Jones, who, who you know you and I know very well, uh, just uh, he, he uh, yeah, he's done a phenomenal job of putting on a good face about it. He has. Uh, but uh, it, he's it's taking not, the higher road for that's, sure. That is true. Uh, and, and not surprising by Danny. Right, exactly. And it's difficult to hear because for something that has been so productive and, and such a good uh, – uh, a generator of good, if that, if I could use that term, you know, uh, in, for this area. I, just get your thoughts well, about the Louisiana I Open, kind of not, it, it, not it was, knowing what the future. It was is a hit be. in the gut. I mean, it. My, I was on. We were on the road, at, at competing when it happened, and my wife Mary, she texted me a, a screenshot of breaking news. You know, the Louisiana Open no longer, and I, I, I got home and called Danny. Immediately called Danny. To, you know, and just it was like a. I hate to use this analogy, but I mean, it was like we were talking about a death. Yeah. You know, and, and it really and felt that way. It did. It felt that way. Yeah. And, you know, th that tournament is near and dear to me, obviously. You know, as the golf coach here, it was, they, they supported the golf program. But dated before that, I was fortunate enough that Danny and, and Mr. Harry Pate and the board, when I was trying to play, they gave me an opportunity to play in that event a couple of times. So right. I still have my, my money clip with, the, <laughs> you know, your name on it sitting at the house. And then talking about my dad, I mean, that my dad was a past champion of it. So the Louisiana, the Louisiana Open is, is near and dear to me for sure. And, but more importantly, it was near and dear to a lot of, lot of people, community uh, fun, fundraising effort and, and, and charitable yeah, efforts it, it, here. It generated so it, much positive, good so much. things that and, happened And, you know, the, I don't want to get on that. I want to steer clear of the live you know, and, and what yeah. they're going, but it's right. a trickle effect of that is what's happening. And yeah, it's yeah, a shame right. because those pros really enjoyed coming to Broussard yeah. and they really enjoyed the hospitality. I mean, look, the, the real, and to, to that point, one of the biggest gets I think that Danny's ever did, ever, ever done with that tournament, John Daly played in that thing. Yeah. A uh, 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 two, uh, well, what is he, three-time, two-time yeah. major champion, two-time No, British the field. Uh, the it was unbelievable to have a guy like that uh, in, in there. And, and yeah, so. Anyway. No, absolutely. The field year in and year out was the strongest. It was the, it was the first Larry tournament. Mize, it was the know. first tournament in the States, you know, because it, it, it always, right. you always yeah, were right. South America. And then it, it to kicked Louisiana. off to yeah. the start of the, of the, of the tournaments here in the States. And. Um, the, the, the people that just got behind it, the, I mean, how many volunteers would Danny get in, in, in the community? It, it's a shame. As, yeah. it, like I said, I, I'll leave it at that. I, I felt when I was talking to Danny like we were talking about a death. Yeah, and, I, it, and I get that. I get that a lot. Know, and it, I understand that completely because ever since I've been here, we did, we've done a special, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's, been, it's been definitely something that – But I do, I do not see it completely going away. Yeah. You know, and I can't, I can't speak for Danny in the Louisiana Open. I would just hope that, that they, would, they would keep it somehow. Yeah. It might not and be the PGA they, Tour umbrella, right. but you still could get – 150 pros to come compete and play and yeah. you could still do that and, yeah. and I know D Danny's a, They're working a hard worker towards something yeah. I know Danny's a hard worker very creative um, and he, he's he's gonna he's gonna be all right 
Coach Slyman, thanks so much for coming in. Appreciate your time and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. We, I didn't, I only got down half halfway down my list. That's well, how much we talked. Well, but, back at you, George. I really appreciate not only the support of of our golf program, but what you guys do for our athletic programs as a whole. So, uh, go Cajuns! All right, thank you. That's Coach Theo Slyman, UL Golf, and that is going to wrap up this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everybody.